Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. Figured I'd give you guys a twofer. I actually started watching the Liverpool against Aston Villa game, which, pretty good first half. It was fun enough to watch, and then Liverpool turned it on and completely started to run away with the game. And I had this realization, oh my goodness, Gladbach and Bayern are playing each other, and I'm an idiot. I've missed the, I've missed the game. So I turned it on and was able to actually mute it and block the screen and go to the beginning of the game so that I didn't know what the score was, even though there was only 15 minutes to go, and was able to actually watch it with an uninterrupted and unspoiled perspective, which was really actually fun because it was a cracking game. Good enough that I felt, why don't I do a little extra segment for the day here? So first off, I'm just going to go through the things I saw chronologically through the match and what impressed me, and also just a couple little side note concerns that make me wonder some of the things that we focus on and and worry about in relation to laws of the game and how also safety of players is concerned. So just to start, first of all, by the 11th minute, Manuel Neuer has now beaten a player with a Cruyff turn in his six-yard box right in front of his own goal and has also come out and done a diving header to clear a ball f- over 40 yards from his own goal. The guy's incredible. Even though there's a lot of goalkeepers who try to be similar or, or that he has revolutionized the position in some way that goalkeepers now play differently, still no one is like Manuel Neuer. He is still one of a kind, one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time, definitely the great of his generation. Uh, then there's a really strange handball, which gives Bayern a penalty that Lewandowski scores. By the way, Lewandowski is now 10 for 11 this season with penalties. Exceptional record. But this is a very strange handball. I, I urge you all to take a look at the replays or the, the highlights of this game because the ball is just a, just a few inches over his toe, which is pointed up, but his heel's on the ground, and he reaches all the way down and gets maybe the fingertip graze on it. Not enough of a handball to really deviate the, the ball much or change the play, but it was picked up on by VAR and some of the players. Penalty given. Lewandowski, of course, scores. And then Bayern take a 2-0 lead. Mönchengladbach make a mistake. They give the ball up in their own end, trying to build out, just a little bit sloppy and loose. Ball gets to Goretzka. Excellent strike of the ball, but I do question why defenders do not just stop that. Just do not let them shoot past you and on target because your goalkeeper is screened at that point. You have to either take a step forward or take another step back so that your goalkeeper has a bigger picture if you're going to allow the shot in the first place. So they're 2-0 down, and honestly, at this point, I was like, should I just go to the end of the game and find out if it was like 3 or 4 or 1 or something? And I decided to stick with it. Just for a few more minutes, just until halftime. That was the plan. Just wait until the half, see what happens. Great decision because Gladbach went ahead and scored a goal to get themselves right back into it. And it was really interesting because it all started, I I rewound the play a couple times from where the whole buildup began. And actually, Bayern had the ball on the left side, on their left side, and we're trying to cross half field. And Gladbach did a really good job of not allowing any of the central players for Bayern Munich to receive it and turn and be able to switch play going forward. 
The only thing that they could do was look back towards their central defenders or to the outside back who was Pavard on that side. So Gladbach forced Bayern to shift to the other side of the field. Then it went backwards to Sula and Alaba again, who had now retreated 10 yards. And it happened again. Ball got switched to play again. And then this time, Bayern are now deep in their own half. And the Gladbach back line is now almost at midfield. And this is by doing nothing but shepherding from side to side and back and and pressing up in an organized way as a unit. It was excellent. Bayern tried to play a long ball into midfield, got cut out. Quick interchange of passes. And Lars Stindl with an unbelievable through ball to Jonas Hoffman, who went through, put it away beautifully. And just like that, it's a game. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, if it sticks like this to half or Bayern don't jump away, well, you know, at least that'll be a good second half, good good way to start it. Well, then all of a sudden Bayern turned the ball over again, but this time right in the midfield. And the lightning quick counterattack by Gladbach was really impressive. Again, ball comes to Lars Stindl. Excellent through ball. Jonas Hoffman times his run perfectly, gets through. And the finish for any young player, this is a terrific finish because he kind of gives Neuer the eyes. He looks up, takes a look at the goal, looks at both corners, and then smashes it into the left one without looking at it. He does the no-look shot. And it's the only way you can beat a keeper like Neuer who is so good at anticipating where you might go and is able to throw out an ankle or a foot very frequently to stop that shot. So all of a sudden it's 2-2, and I'm thinking, man, like, this is going to be an incredible second half. But then right before, there was a really interesting situation where um, the referee in the buildup to that play noticed that there was a foul on Mönchengladbach, right? And he didn't really call it. He allowed advantage to the play to continue, but they didn't really keep an advantage. The play stayed scruffy, and then they lost the ball. And they were complaining about this. And then Kimmich gets it within a second or two. And I don't know who. Someone came bombing in and tackled Joshua Kimmich. Gave him a really good bump, which looked immediately like a foul to me. But I could also tell that the referee seemed to notice that he had sort of robbed Gladbach of the ball. So when they went and just took it back, possibly unfairly, he let play continue. And then the through ball went from uh, Stindl to Hoffman. Goal 2-2. So I thought that was a really interesting way to see how in the moment, in the span of three seconds, a referee kind of had to sort of give one that he maybe shouldn't have at first. It really interesting. So then second half starts, and I'm thinking, okay, well, hopefully, you know, Gladbach can stay in this game and keep it interesting and, and not get blown out early like they did in the first half. Because if they go down by a goal or two in the second half, it's going to be hard, really hard for them to come back. But I did also think Bayern have just made mistakes and looked a little sloppy. And Gladbach have a lot of quality. So who knows what can happen right here, right? Well, 48th minute, Neuhaus with an unbelievable goal. Unbelievable. Bayern turn it over. And this was the sloppiest of all the goals in the game from either defensive point of view, from either team. Because... Nicholas Sula gets the ball from Manuel Neuer, takes a look to his right, plays the ball to Pavard, and it is so undercooked. It is so lazy and slow. Just his demeanor in passing the ball was lazy. 
it was really slow. It got cut out. And immediately, Gladbach did what they've done for the prior two goals. Attack very quickly as soon as you win the ball. Combination between Hoffman and Bolo. Hoffman did a really nice job to take a look up and roll the ball right at the top of the box. And Neuhaus with an unbelievable finish top right corner. So little did I know this was the end of the goal scoring because I for sure saw Bayern getting one. But they were already looking so flimsy in so many ways that I could also see this becoming a 4-3 or maybe even a 4-4. Who knew? It was the 48th minute. There's so much time left in the match that it felt as if anything really could happen. Um, it really is an amazing comeback. But like I said, it didn't look improbable. It, it looked like Bayern were going to hand some opportunities to Gladbach. And if they could use their quality, then something good could happen for them. And as you could see, Gladbach playing over the next 10, 15 minutes, their confidence grew. And they think really controlled and managed that part of the game expertly well, really professional to get from about the 50th minute to the 70th by still providing something to the game, not just sitting back and just getting deep and defending. The coach also, Marco Rosa, made a positive substitution where instead of just bringing off a forward and putting on a defender, he put on another forward to make sure that they still had the energy to potentially hit Bayern for another, to get a fourth if they could. That's a big insurance goal. So then in the 67th minute, there was a really, uh, there was a head injury. A powerful shot by Leroy Sané gets headed away by Matthias Ginter. And it was really weird. I mean, he spent two minutes off the two minutes before he was able to return to play, but he was down on the field looking really, really ragged for a couple minutes. And, 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 you know, my concern here is this whole concussion protocol. Look, I'm not wild about this. I think we need to continue to get the research, but it's also very strange that in a day and age where we claim to really want to care about this, if a player takes a ball in the head and is walking around all woozy for a couple minutes, I think we can assume he has a concussion, right? Now, they send Matthias Ginter back on. My question is, what if he takes a hit like Raul Jimenez did down the line here? How much more severe is the head injury? I don't know. I just think as far as concussion protocols, it is one of those things that we seem to just look away from it when they get sent back out on the field quickly as long as they weren't knocked out and as long as it doesn't horrify us to watch the replay. But I just thought that was something worth keeping an eye on. And there was another powerful shot late in the game by David Alaba that was headed out uh, by Tony Jansky. And he got poleaxed in the head, went down, went off the field, was off the field for about 15, 20 seconds, and then came back on. I mean, at this point, it's stoppage time. They're 3-2 up against Bayern. Subs are all gone you're going to send the guy out to risk him. What kind of concussion protocol did those physios actually do in that moment? They basically said, you good? You good? Okay, cool. Go. So something I just thought was interesting. So one thing they, the commentator said, Bayern have gone nine straight Bundesliga games where they've gone behind, and they haven't lost a single one until tonight. So credit to Gladbach for pulling that off. Uh, another interesting stat, Bayern had scored nine Bundesliga goals this season in the final 15 minutes of games, and Gladbach had conceded seven. So there was a period of time where you were thinking, this is just, it's just a matter of time before Bayern score one. 
But what I was really impressed with Gladback about is that they did an excellent job of not giving Bayern a gift. And when I watched Bayer Leverkusen play against Bayern right before the Christmas break, you know, Bayern played so well. Leverkusen were excellent. And they attacked, they scored goals they deserved. They defended really well in most portions of the game, but they handed Bayern two presents on a plate. Caviar for a shark like Lewandowski. And so really, really, really good to see Gladbach actually make this a title race again. Now it's on to Leipzig. I'm really excited to watch that match tomorrow. And who knows? Maybe give you all an update if it's interesting enough. This is Campfire Football. Have a good night.